Hey, this is the Unpopular Populist. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Left Populist. And also like my Facebook page at The Unpopular Populist. I will be posting the podcast on there and also some interesting articles for discussions. I want there to be dialogue, um, a free market of ideas, if you will, because nowadays everybody's just screaming at each other and nobody's actually listening to each other. So whether you identify as liberal or conservative, please like, share, subscribe, and spread the word to your friends. In light of the Parkland shooting, there has been another national debate about guns. You have people on one side pushing for gun control, and you have the others saying that we need to arm everybody. But what do the statistics say? So in part seven of my podcast, we are going to discuss gun culture in America, statistics on guns, and what we can do about it. What up, everybody? So the first thing I wanted to talk about is the gun culture in America. And after every mass shooting in America, The Onion, who does parody news, whether it's on politics or pop culture, um, they actually tweet out this article after every single mass shooting. And it says there's nothing that we can do, says the only country in the world where this regularly happens. And it's true. We are the only place in the world where this happens, but it's because we have the most guns per capita by far. And we actually have 88 guns per 100 people, meaning that there's almost one privately owned gun per American and more than one per American adult. So no matter which way you cut that, there's going to be a lot of gun deaths where there's more guns. There's going to be more gun deaths. And this is across nations. And this is going to be across state lines as well in the U S and if you look at Sandy Hook Elementary in 2012, the Post nightclub to Las Vegas in 2017 to the Parkland shooting most recently, the chances of Congress taking any action on guns is very low, despite Americans wanting proper gun reform. Now, what do the majority of Americans want? Well, let's go to the polling. And this is according to Pew Research. Number one, barring gun purchases by people on the no-fly or terror watch list. This would have stopped the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooter. Number two, preventing the mentally ill from purchasing guns. That's a no-brainer. Number three, background checks for private sales at private gun shows. This is also known as the gun show loophole. And this allows private sellers to sell firearms to private buyers without background checks. And currently, only 10 states require background checks for purchases at gun shows. So in 40 states, if a criminal is looking to do harm, he can go to a gun show and legally purchase a firearm. So that is the gun show loophole. Number four, banning assault style weapons. Number five, creating a federal database to track gun sales. And lastly is banning high capacity magazines. Now, people on the right, they always like to say, well, they want to protect their home or there's people in middle America that like to hunt. But do you really need 10 bullets to more than 10 bullets to protect your home or to hunt? 
Um, I don't know about you, but if you're a hunter, you should know that if you're using more than 10 bullets, you're probably messing up the meat. So I think you, I think 10 bullets is enough and a ban on high capacity, high capacity magazines is not much to ask for. And for the record, there is a disconnect between the messaging of these um, polls. For example, many people don't say, many people say they want universal background checks, but then on the flip side, they don't want gun control. So if you say you want, do you want universal background checks? Majority of people will say, yeah, that makes sense. But if you say, do you want gun control to maybe right-leaning people who took this poll, they would say, no, they don't want any gun control at all. So there is a difference between left and right-leaning Americans though. For example, an overwhelming majority of Republicans want to arm teachers in the schools and I overwhelmingly disagree. <laughs> we live in a country where the police who have extensive training, who have experience in tense and violent situations, who make mistakes in killing people pretty often. And now the right wants to give teachers who have no experience in those situations the authority to end a life. I think that's crazy. I mean, not anybody could just take out a firearm and end a life in the face of danger. And not everybody is built that way. You, it's already hard enough to find good teachers. Now you got to find one that is a trained killer as well. And in relation to that, we don't pay teachers enough anyways. So now you want to pay them more, not to teach, but you want to pay them more to fend off shooters. Come on, man. Come on. The next thing they want to do is arm everybody. And this is the good guy with the gun argument. The argument is if you stop it to, in order to stop a bad guy with a gun, you need to have a good guy shooting in the other direction and have this hero scenario where the good guy with the gun kills the bad guy with the gun. Well, if somebody starts shooting with a gun and everybody has guns, then wouldn't everyone with a gun look like an enemy and it can start a chain reaction of shooting? I feel like if that happened, for example, in Las Vegas, there would it would be Wild Wild West all over again. It would be the OK Corral because there'd be people shooting in every direction and nobody knows who the actual killer is. So I may disagree with these arguments, but like I said, there's a common ground that most Americans have. For example, like the banning of high capacity magazines, the universal background checks, etc. And when you live in a representative democracy, you think that we would get universal background checks when 90 percent of Americans want a background check. But it's all about messaging and the Republicans are good at it. Because they made the Parkland shooting about the FBI, school security, and mental illness. And speaking of messaging, where are the Democrats on this issue? They can run on this issue alone. If they went out and said, hey, we're going to have universal background checks. Okay, these Republicans, they don't want background checks. Um, we're going to ban high-capacity magazines. Um, these Republicans don't want to ban high-capacity magazines. An overwhelming majority of Americans agree with these things, and you're still not pushing these issues or these policies. You can win, but because of the gun lobby, 
because of the Democrats being very weak, Republicans win on this issue. Speaking of the gun lobby, I have to talk about them because in almost every podcast, I have to cover the influence of money in politics. And it goes the same for them. And this is according to OpenSecrets.org. Gun rights groups overwhelmingly support GOP candidates, contributing $5.9 million into Republican campaigns in the 2016 election cycle, compared with 106000 to those of Democrats. It's also the most money gun lobbyists have given in a campaign year since at least 1990. This is why we don't get any type of regulation. And this is why Republicans stand their ground on the issues. One, because of the money they get. And two, well, for some of them, it's their political ideology. I mean, think about it. They tried to repeal the Affordable Care Act almost 70 times. And I have to get them, give them credit because when they feel strong about an issue, they push for it and they won't take no for an answer. But let's just use the Democrats for an example. After the mass shooting at the Post nightclub in Orlando, they actually proposed a universal background check. I don't know if you remember, but they had a sit-in and they were, um, you know, grandstanding for hours at a time, um, asking for Republicans to agree with them on a background check and then also a bill to stop people on the terror watch list uh, from getting guns. And it was rejected. And as soon as it was rejected, Democrats did nothing. They just ran away from the issue with their tails tucked in, in between their butt. I don't understand that. Why don't you put pressure on politicians when you have the majority of Americans on your side? I don't get it. I don't get it. But we can do something about it. The first thing we need to do is put pressure on these candidates. Because almost nothing has been done after every mass shooting, at least in my lifetime. And these kids who were affected by the Parkland shooting give me so much hope for the future. I mean, politicians like Marco Rubio appear more afraid than ever. Even more paranoid than they were under Obama, who did dick about our gun epidemic. And I think these kids are more intelligent, they're more mature... And they're more resilient than people give them credit for. And I think they're more resilient than the people who we have in Congress. And these are going to be the people who finally take down the gun lobby's toxic influence and stranglehold that they have on our politics. You can already see it with companies pulling their partnerships from the NRA. So I feel like the tide is ch changing on gun control. And you can sense that it's getting harder and harder for people to justify owning these assault style weapons. The second thing is increasing mental health care. And given that 23% of the mass shootings that have been done have shown that the people who do these mass shootings suffer from mental illness, I think we need to address that. And the way we address that is expanding access to mental health care. And this can help solve some of the root causes we have in gun-related crimes. But when you have an administration that does things like cut Obamacare and throw three million people off health care or signs bills that makes it easier for mentally ill people to get guns, the rhetoric that I see on TV is way different from his actions. So I would like to see some change when it comes to those actions.
And just to, can, just to sum it up, although they get a lot of focus, mass shootings are a small portion of gun violence. And to call for the confiscation of all guns is a violation of our Second Amendment. But people also seem to forget that the Second Amendment calls for a well-regulated militia. And we can't stop every shooting, and that's the cost of freedom having the Second Amendment. But we can do everything to curb these shootings. And I understand that Americans in rural areas have a very different view towards guns as do those who live in densely populated areas like me. And this is why I'm in favor of some gun laws being on a state-by-state basis. Gun control should ultimately fall on the states, but with the exception of instant background checks, um, providing health care for the mentally ill, and providing a federal ban on assault weapons, you're more than welcome to have any other legislation that your state wants. But legislation should ultimately fall on the states besides those three things. And we have millions of people who are gun owners in this country. We probably have about 99.9% of those that obey the law. And at this point, I want to see real serious debate and action on guns. But it's not going to take place if we have both sides screaming, oh, we need to get rid of all guns. And then we have the other side saying, arm everybody. If you're on the left, you have to honor the Second Amendment. And if you're on the right, you don't think that everyone should have access to an M16 or RPG. So you believe in some form of gun control. And I think we all need to come to the middle and have a decent debate about what we should do. That was part seven of my 10 part series. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Part eight will actually cover equality, but it won't just cover racial equality, but also LGBT equality as well. Don't forget to like this podcast, share it and subscribe and spread the word to your friends. All right. I'll holler at you guys next week. Peace.